Fabulous, famous, very nice, very evil podcast of horrors. That is Horror for Dummies. Welcome to Horror for Dummies. We are the show that comes to you weekly that teaches a thing or two to the dumbest little guy about the genre we love. I'm your host, Tim. And with me, as always, he never fails to show up. His name is Mushroom. Uh, pencil case face. Um, what's going on? No, um, a lot. This week, actually, a lot, and we're going to get really? into it. Yeah. Oh, there's been some uh, some negativity on Facebook. Negativity? Yeah. On Facebook? No, I know. On the internet? I know. It, it's it's crazy, right? It's crazy. But all well, that, I never. Well, all this negativity stems from a film that we will be talking about on this episode. Do you want to know what? Orphanage. <laughs> Well, with that being said, let's just jump into People it. People got, we're, like, we're, strong we're, opinions about a 2007 Guillermo del Toro movie. I know. They they heard that we were reviewing The Orphanage, and they're like, well, I'll tell you it what. set Facebook ablaze. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, on this episode, this is episode 190. Wowee. Shit. And we're going to be- Really? Yeah, Dang. 190. Oh, man, we're getting close. We are. 10 more episodes, and we're hitting the big right. two zero zero. Speaking of, we've got to plan something big for that episode, but we'll talk off air on that. Um, okay. So, on this episode, we're going to be talking about 2007's The Orphanage. Let's review Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. No. 2007's The Orphanage, <laughs> and on our raw review, we're going to be one of the many, many podcasts and reviewers and, and somewhat people who think they're a reviewer or people who have a thought, the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that's just dropped on Netflix. And you know what? If you haven't seen that film, you are literally living under a rock. And uh, there will there'll be no spoiler alert on that episode. We're going to be despoiling it because I think everyone who wants to see it has seen it by now. So you have Netflix. Don't pretend you don't have Netflix. I know they just went up and I know it fucked me off. But I, I'd still keep paying. You know what? <laughs> like I, everybody else keeps paying. I told my wife that I'll probably never, ever stop having Netflix Your because wife. they bring stuff like this out. And they all, like, whether bad or good, they still bring out content, you know? Yeah. And, and for people yeah. like us, like, we're watching movies, like, all the time. So Yeah, like, whether we want to or not. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm, I'm always going to be paying for Netflix. Um, I'm always going to yeah. be paying for Shudder, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, with that being said, yes, welcome to Horror for Dummies, a show that provides the funny while teaching the dummy, and maybe yourself, hey. something about the films you love. And, um, 
Yeah, man, this is going to be a big episode, and um, oh yeah, why don't we just jump straight into it with a little sure, bit of with a little bit of a podcast spotlight, you know, oh. shining that light onto a different podcast, and one that I have been listening to since I started listening to podcast, and I'm talking about a podcast cool. called Horror One Hundred One. Horror One Hundred One, yeah. Yeah. So basically, Horror 101 is a monthly podcast. They only come out once a month. And the reason being is because this show is heavily edited. How menstrual of them. <clears throat> well, this show is heavily <laughs> edited. Um, you've got sound clips, you've got sound clips, you've got all this type of stuff. And it's a lot of fun listening to this. And as someone that does these types of show over on our Patreon, shout out to our Patreon feed. Hey, Patreon. It, um... I understand why they're only once a month because it it shows a lot of work going into yeah. these shows. And as we all know, I do all the editing for the show, and it gets real taxing sometimes. Yeah, I could imagine you 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 are yeah. you are seriously the backbone and the glue of this show. So well done. Mm-hmm. Write the shows, edit the shows. Yep. Um, arguably the main star. Yep. Um, yeah, so Horror 101 is hosted by Cash Wampon. He's the host, and they have a range of different guests. And uh, I'm a dumbass, and I forget names. I'm sorry. Yeah, but Cash Wampon's the main host here, and he's the one that edits and all that stuff, just like you. Cash and friends. Yes, yes. So they come oh, out. You can be my and friends. <laughs> <laughs> they come out monthly with a new show, and usually their shows are really good. And they do a lot of. Di- like, they don't usually do newer movies, unless it's something big. I mean, they did Halloween Kills from last year, but it's usually mm. shows from the 80s or something like that. And they've done a wide array of different um, films. And they come in and they and they and they give their thoughts and their opinions on this film and they come in with some good points. But what I love about this show is the editing of it and the way they use their sound clips. They they'll talk about something and then they'll add like a clip from the movie that they're talking about. Oh, nice! It's just that's gonna be so much work, it, man. I mean, that's why they're once a month. So I don't blame oh, them. Yeah. Um. So they're they're, they're definitely worth a a listen. So go and check out Horror 101 with your host, Cash Wampon. You can find them pretty much wherever podcasts are found. So yeah, give them, give them your love and tell them that the boys from Horror for Dummies sent you. Yeah. Luffy, it, uh, Tim, it's your favorite time of the week uh, because you are now in charge of this segment. Even though I read oh. it out, you are the one that makes this shit happen. It's my baby. It is. So we're going to talk about a question right now. Are you ready for the question of the week? So fucking ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Question of the week. Yes. All right. Question of the week from last time. And what a question. (laughs) So the question (laughs) was, what's your favorite shark attack on film besides Jaws? And we had a wide range of people coming in with answers. So let's just get to it. We've got B. Jermaine coming in to us from the Tubi Tuesdays podcast or even the Super Network uh, we spoke about last week. What up, B? We did. He says, Samuel L. Jackson and Deep Blue Sea. That's the crowning oh, yeah. achievement of those. <laughs> that fucking got me when I watched it for the first time. Oh, it's still great. Even though it looks like <laughs> shit, it's still funny. Yeah, but it's so funny. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, Thunder Twonk comes in and says, 
There are some great ones, but I've got to go with the reverse shark attack in Zombie from 1979. The stunt guy got the makeup put on him and knew that there were real wild sharks in the ocean, so he did the only sane thing. He downed a pint of rum before he went into the water to bite a shark. It's such an off-the-wall and crazy scene, and if you haven't seen <laughs> it... fuck? Yeah, let me explain it to you in a second. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, then you owe it to yourself to check it out. If you want straight shark attack, then I'm going to slide with another person in the thread who also said Samuel Jackson attack in Deep Blue Sea after his speech by the moon pool. Um, so, the, the reverse shark attack, if you want to call it... Yeah. Most people call it... Yeah, yeah. Most people call it zombie versus shark. So, zombie... Believe it or not, is about zombies. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Fuck. Mind so, blown. So yeah, you have this zombie that falls into the water or goes into the ocean. It's been a minute since I've watched the film, but yeah, uh, there are real sharks in it, and you get like a fight of a shark. Oh my god! Versus a zombie, and yes, the zombie attacks the shark. <laughs> are you watching it right now? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I hope that that. What? Surely. Well, because there's blood and stuff, so, like, yep. I'm hoping you didn't hurt the shark. Well, I mean, it's from 1979, and it is Italian, so... Maybe it did hurt the shark, because <laughs> there's goddamn crazy spaghettis back then. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. <laughs> Rob Hungy comes in and says, The shark the shark taking out a helicopter in Sharks of the Corn. <laughs> what? I have not seen Sharks of the Corn. This is this is the shit I wanted, man. Yeah, <laughs> like this kind of shit. Well, there's a lot of it. Let me get to it. Um, Donanelli comes in and says, "Zombie versus shark is a classic, but the slip and slide sequence from Ghost Shark is awesomely funny and cheesy. As well, the helicopter attack in the Last Shark has a highly enjoyable and cheesy atmosphere to it. Oh, the Last Shark! <laughs> oh my god, what's that? It's Basically, a complete ripoff of Jaws, done by Italian, yeah. done by the Italians, and it's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's one of the, you, you would love it, man. You would love it. Okay. The Ghost Shark scene, the slip and slide sequence from Ghost Shark, is another mm. one that's straight up your alley. You you should write be writing these down, go on YouTube and check them all out because okay, yeah, I will, I will, I will. They're yeah, they're very you. Um, Darian Brock comes in. Hey, boss. And says, Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. <laughs> I saw it. Um, he says- A couple of years ago. Because they're just sensible and realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. The movie is called Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, Marcy Papandria. I watched it when we were doing the, um, like, trying to watch as many movies as we could to pat it out. Oh, you've seen Oof. it. Yeah, yeah. Is there nudity in it? A bit. Okay. But it's not it's it's like that like fake Vegas titty. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh Marcy Papandria says <laughs> every shark scene from Shark Attack Three, Megalodon. Is it good? No. Oh, oh okay. man, you need to go and watch like just type in sh- kill scenes from Shark Attack Three. And you'll be laughing your ass off. It's, yeah. Um, I think we need to do, like, a shark month. Well, it's been a while since we've done a shark movie, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've 
seen some, but the world, we weren't doing like shark movies. We've done Jaws. Yeah, and I know we, we've done The Shallows and I think 47 Meters Down, I think. Yeah, but we should do like a, you know, Bad bad Shark Week or something. Oh, Knock out a couple. God. Well, it doesn't have to be bad. It can be, just be some of these ones. These are bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Then hell's yeah. All right. So Susie Strawn, a.k.a. Projectile Varmint. Says, obviously the shark attack in Fulci's Zombie 2. Zombie versus shark. Does it get any better than that? Once again, I don't think so. Another one. I saw it pretty good. Yeah. Um, Ken B. Wild comes in and said, this is the, one of the most realistic shark attacks. It is one of the scenes from Shark Attack 3, Megalodon, where you have... Oh. You need to watch it, man. It's got a guy on a jet ski who's driving and he just drives into the mouth of a shark. <laughs> Like Roadrunner style <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck. He, he sent a gif of it, and I'm just watching it, and it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, Jason McNeil says, Sam Jackson being Eden. Another one for yeah. that. Pat Yee says, Was going to mention Sam Jackson's hilarious death from Deep Blue Sea, but it has been mentioned to hell already. So I'm going to go mm. with the shark attack from Back to the Future 2. Classic homage to Jaws. Not sure if Tim will get this, though. I get it. I, you're not Tim. I'm not Tim. <laughs> I do, but I write all your lines. I do I do get that scene because I've seen that clip. I still haven't seen Back to the Future. So, yeah. Um, Samantha Day coming in with The Suicide Squad, where King Shark tears the guy in half. Te- yeah. Technically a shark attack. Yeah, she went shark out, attack. Yeah. She went out of the box with that. I like it. Nice. Um, Alan Chacha comes in and says, "Freaking Sharknado, all of them." Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Mark Allen Pilgrim says, "The attack on Nancy in the shallows, the way she is tugged down from her board after a really cool shot of the shark in the wave as it knocks her off." That was your one too, wasn't it? No, I had a different scene from the shallows, but okay. this is the only answer that's serious. <laughs> And then the, the rest are all from like bad movies. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one we've got, we've got Randy Blanford coming in with, he says, gotta be this one, right? And it is a picture of, and I think it's Nightmare on Elm Street part five, where Freddy's mm. glove is acting as a shark fin. <laughs> okay. I mean, didn't really attack. So, but I'll, I'll give it to him. You know, Freddy okay. uses his okay. glove as a shark fin. It's, yeah, ridiculous. All right, so thank you, everyone. And um, I'm sorry, guys, we are recording a bit earlier this week. So if you did not get your answers read, I apologize. Um, some people usually know that we record on Thursdays. We were recording on a Tuesday night for once. Um, it's only one, only this week. So if you didn't get your answers read, I apologize. We're sorry. Luffy, what's the question yeah. for next week? Well... It's it's sort of themed this week because uh, Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorite directors, and I was wondering, and I'd not really heard of this movie. So, what are some of the underrated movies from some of your favorite directors? Wow, damn boy, what a question! Um, so, like, yeah, some like some like sam raimi movie we've never heard of or like a fucking peter jackson movie we've never heard of or like and look maybe we've heard of them maybe we haven't maybe they're underrated and you think they deserve a bit more fucking praise than they get like 
I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go with two here. Two that come to mind right now, and I'm gonna go with the director Toby Hooper, aka the director of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll speak about him okay. later. And he brought out a movie in the '80s called Life Force. And okay. basically, what Life Force is about is kind of space vampires. And it sounds ridiculous. Space vampires. It sounds ridiculous. No, I dig it. But it's actually really cool. And it's actually a pretty fun movie. It's not perfect or anything like that, but I think it's mm. one, unless you're a massive horror nerd and you need to see every film, um, aka most horror podcasters, um, <coughs> this one doesn't really get oh. spoken about too much. Not I, sir. Not I. <laughs> the other one I'm talk I'm going to talk about is a director that I'm not too big on. He is an Italian director, and his name is Dario Argento. And I'm why did why do I know Dario Argento? He directed what? Suspiria. Oh, okay. Suspiria is like probably that. his biggest thing. He's done a lot of things: Inferno and Phenomenal, all these different things. But the one I'm bringing to the table is actually. I don't know if you can classify it as a movie, but it mm-hmm. is one of the one of the short films, I guess you call it, from the Masters of Horror TV series, which is basically okay. like a TV series where they got all these fucking horror directors to make a movie, and they made like a TV series out of it. So these movies go for about an hour each. And the one that he okay. did was this one called Jennifer. And what yeah. what Jennifer is about is basically this... Uh, deformed monstrous looking girl but only her head's deformed the rest of her body is like oh hello i think i've dated her and she gets naked a lot and if you can get past the fucking gross head then you can jack off to it which i mean yeah not saying that i haven't hey man but I'm not saying that i have do love a challenge fab <laughs> but what i love about this is it gets fucking brutal it doesn't shy away from certain scenes uh, okay. or certain victims. Let me just say that. And okay. I just really like the story. So I think it's from 2007 also, actually. I, I could be wrong on that. It might be 2005, but early 2000s. It's called Jennifer from the Masters of Horror series. Go and check it out if you want some tits and ass with good gore. Mm. I mean, you might have to I suffer mean- through gross monster head, but you get some good ass titties. That's fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. There are my two answers. So, yes. Hit us up with your thoughts on that afterwards. Luffy, do you have anything more to say before we jump into our feature presentation? I ain't got shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to be talking about The Orphanage from 2007. Here we go, baby. It's feature presentation time. And now for our feature presentation. Opens their eyes. 
disappearance. A dark place. children play when they're alone in the dark. Here we are with feature presentation, and we are talking about a movie called The Orphanage. And before we jump into our IMDb trivia and all that bullshit, a little little insight as to why we picked this movie. And this is a good shout out Tim, to friend. Yeah, why we do this? Well, I mean, firstly, you picked it last week. Oh, I, I, I why we do? I, this? I gave you two options, and you picked this one. But. See. The real reason is as why I gave you as one of the options was good friends of ours. You know them well. They are called the Friday Nightmares Podcast. Oh, see. With your hosts, Scott Crawford and Heather Powell. Damn. Who are really, really good friends of ours, and we just we we adore them immensely. They they are fucking gorgeous people, and you should go check them out because I mean, just sitting here. I'm sitting here and I'm just raging. I'm just I've just got a massive Scott Crawford at the moment, so it's fucking throbbing Scotty Crawford. It's veiny as fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, Put that monster away. <laughs> anyway, they did it. They did a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, which was entitled "Their Top Favorite" or their, "Their Top Fifty Favorite Horror Films of All Time," and broken up over. Two spectacular episodes. It, did you listen to them? I've not finished the um the, sec- the last the one, one, but uh, yeah, the, the second one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I saved them for my walks, and I've been a lazy cunt. So oh, tis tis tis. Well, yeah. okay, I, not really a spoiler alert here, but one of the hosts did have this film on their list, and I'm not going to say who, and I'm not going to say what position it was, but one of the hosts did have the orphanage on their lists, and when they brought it up, I this is a movie I have seen, and I saw back when it came out in 2000. Oh no, probably. Probably 2009, like a couple of years after it came out. And the reason I watched, I wanted to watch it when it came out, around when it came mm. out, is because a lot of horror sites were showing the the the, the Thomas character, Tom and, and Thomas. Yes, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce words on this episode. I guarantee. See. Um. Yes, the the character of the little boy with the sack on its head, basically. Yes. They showed a lot of that, and I thought he was a major part of this film and I thought he looks fucking creepy I need to see this movie and oh no <laughs> and we'll get to it soon we'll get to it soon but I remember I listened to the Friday Night Mess podcast talk about this movie and and I thought you know what it's been a long time since I watched that movie and and I'll just say it right now the first time I watched this movie I was not a fan and I'll get into that later why okay. we'll get into why later um and I thought you know what we should do it on the show 
because I'm sure I've grown up and I'm sure I can appreciate this movie a lot more now than when I did when I was younger. So I put mm. it to you and, and you being a Guillermo del Toro fan and, mm-hmm. and I apologize. I thought this was actually directed by del Toro. It is not. It is produced by him. Um, yes. So I, I, I put it to you because I know you love del Toro and I thought, hey, this is right up Luffy's wheelhouse. So let's yeah. do it. Let's just jump onto it. And, and and basically you can thank Scott and Heather for us now reviewing this movie and, and taking a look back at it and seeing what we really thought. So with that thank being... Thank you, Scott and Heather. <laughs> and God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so with that all out of the way, The Orphanage from 2007 has a runtime of one hour and 45 minutes and it has a score on IMDb of 7.4 out of 10. Wow. High score for IMDb. And Luffy is going to do the absolute honor of reading out the cast of this film. So thank you, Luffy. Oh, see, see. Uh, Belen Ruda as Laura. Yes. Fernando Cayo as Carlos. Uh, Roger Princep as Simon. Uh, Mabel Riviera as Pilar. Um, do you want more? Yep, I want I want you to name the old lady in this movie. Montserrat Carola uh, as Be- Bening- Beningo? Beningo? Yeah, I guess. I don't know how to say that. Beningo? Yeah, I guess. And... I didn't even know who the fuck that was. Yeah, don't, don't worry. I don't remember who yeah. those characters were, so don't really worry about it. Yeah. I, I, I I can pretty much guarantee that you probably fucked those names up, but you do it in such a way that it doesn't sound like a fuck up. So, fuck you. I try. Where, where, where it was, if it was me, I'd be like, Monst, Monster Rat Karula. <laughs> I'd be fucking it up. So, Mon, Monster Rat. I don't know. You just, you just roll your tongues and make it sound Spanish. <laughs> see, see, <laughs> Are you just going to keep saying C because that's the only Spanish word that you know? Si, bueno. <laughs> what's, what's bueno? Good. Oh, okay. So you just said... Or I say... You just said yes, no es, yes, good. No es bueno. What's that mean? That's not good. <laughs> Gracias. All right, this is directed by J.A. Bayona. Who, um, I searched up his, his filmography the other day, and he's done, obviously, a lot of Spanish films, but two films came to mind that I, I did not realize he did. So he directed a movie from 2016 called A Monster Calls, which left me in fucking tears. Let's just say that. Really? It's, okay. it's not a horror at all. It's a family drama adventure fantasy film. Um, it has a PG-13 rating, but yeah, it uh, it really fucked me up, man, that movie. Okay. The other one he's directed is one that kind of shocked me, but he directed Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom from 2018. So, okay. Yeah, he, uh, he went from little Spanish films to directing the last, I think it was the last installment of Jurassic Park. Oh, he's done a couple episodes of the new Lord of the Rings show on um, Amazon, too. Oh, has he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Really done. All right. So, The Orphanage. What's the deal with The Orphanage? <laughs> Dad, you told me. What's the deal with Orphanage? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the plot summary on IMDb is... 
A woman, a woman brings her family back <laughs> to her child. Told <laughs> <laughs> you, fucking Randy Savage, early. <laughs> that was not Randy Savage. That was my Jerry Sp- Sp- Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> the, the woman part. <laughs> I just. A woman brings her in. Do you, me, do you want me to do it, in Randy? Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. I gotta, I gotta get ready because yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. You're the man, Jim. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, a woman brings her family back, oh, yeah, to a childhood home, which used to be an orphanage for handicapped children, oh, yeah. Before long, her son starts to communicate with a visible friend, oh, yeah. Let the madness roll, yeah. Fantastic. Was it, was it good? <laughs> yeah, man, it was decent. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm not slighting your performance at all. That was straight up Randy Savage, you good man. I'm so happy. To anyone out there who's probably wondering why are you speaking like the macho man Randy Savage, my wife is having her 30th birthday party next week, and it's an 80s themed dress up party. And I'm going as the macho man. Oh yeah, bone swords ready. <laughs> So good, and I'm. I, I guarantee I'm going to be in full character all night. If someone wants to have a full conversation with me, <laughs> come on, Dang. let's go sit down and have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the point where you're fucking too obliterated and just throwing up in the corner, or either that, or my voice is just too hoarse to even talk. <laughs> you just can't and I'm talk. there just going, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Like Randy Savage on a fucking respirator. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, yes, so, okay. The Orphanage. Let's get serious, man, because this is a fucking serious movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so The Orphanage. So, this is your first time checking this movie out, am I right? See, si, bueno. <laughs> so, you, so, you think it's good? See. Si. Oh, bueno. oh, oh, straight up? Yeah. Yeah, see. Okay, so shut up with the C's. You're not Spanish. You're far from Spain. See. But go on. Medi- Mediterranean-ish. No, you're Lebanese. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's like in the fucking... That's close. That's closer than we are. All right, so... Um, yeah, I was really ex- I was really interested to see what you thought of this film. You being a Del Toro see. mega fan and all... Um, yeah, yeah. Well, did, well, did this movie float your boat or no? Yeah, it was good. No, it was like it was honestly good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like um, it was slow in places, but ultimately I loved how it all turned out, and I, I thought it was cool. I thought it had like the you know the little the flex of the Peter Pan stuff, a little bit of that that kind of early um. So I've had some like ghosty stuff and some like weird kid stuff and a little bit of gore and stuff. It was good. It was just a little bit of everything, you know. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, I fucking love the ending. Yeah. 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 It's so dark. Um, um, do I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't need to ask this question, but yes. I'm going to. How? Go on. Did you cry? I actually did I fucking cry. don't believe you at all. I do not believe I honestly, you at all. You are the biggest baby didn't. when it comes to movies. 
I, I honestly didn't in this one. I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood or whatever. Wow. But I, I still enjoyed it, but no, I didn't I didn't really cry. Wow. Okay. All right. I could. I, I reckon on a re- rewatch, I might. Interesting. Okay. All right. I, I'll just say straight out right now, I, I did cry. And I think yeah. if I rewatch this movie, I wouldn't because I know the, the, the ending. Yeah. Okay. But okay, let me let me just give you my thoughts on this movie, um, or a little bit of history. And as I said mm. earlier on this on this show, I did watch this movie when it came out, and I watched it with the with the thought of this Tomas character, this creepy kid in this sack, being like yeah. the main, like the like main. basically being like a fucking like a monster, yeah, like the Freddy Krueger of this film or something like that. And mm. I did not expect what I got because me being like. In 2009, I don't know, I was in my early 20s, I was in pure party form, and all I wanted in horror movies was pure gore or fucked up shit. And this yeah. movie is far from that. So I remember watching this movie going, this movie is fucking horseshit. It is boring, it is slow, I hated it. And that's the reason I haven't watched it until now. My thoughts now on this movie, mm. and, and, and I'll, I'll read out one of my notes that I wrote on the whole thing. Um, a slow burn that at one point I thought it wasn't going to be for me until the ending. And that reveal bumped this film up pretty high for me. And that was your original review? That No, that's my review now. That's your review now? Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And the more I think about it, the more I might adjust my feelings and, and everything like that, the more I seem to like it. Technically yeah. speaking, this is a well-made film. I mean, the acting is phenomenal. I mean, it, it's hard to judge acting when it's not spoken in English. Yeah, but- it's and like maybe that's what got me. But foreign movies have made me cry before. I don't know. I think maybe it was just something about yeah. Just just today, I, I was just a bit buzzy. I wasn't that's really settled fair. in that's for fair. it. <clears throat> but um, but it did it did grip me and it did get me. But. I just didn't cry, but I did. It did hit. Like, did you? I got did, it, and did, I, and I was like, Oof. did you s- almost? Did you see it coming at all? No. Nah. Yeah, neither. <laughs> I, I spent ages trying to work it out. Like, I was like, is it a ghost movie? Is it like thing? Is is there a dimension and the doppelganger stuff and all that kind of shit? Like, wow. Okay, I didn't even go that far. You know, I was really, maybe I was thinking too much and that's maybe why I didn't get the emotional connection as much, but mm-hmm. I was super interested. Um, okay. So acting alone, do you think it was Acting great? was phenomenal. I think yeah. too. The cinematography again is unreal. The set mm-hmm. designs, like they have Del Toro written all over them and the score, yes. the score in this is like, it's up there with probably let the right one in. It's so interesting because it's got it, it's got an almost cheesy. Do you know what I mean? Like really? it's it's very over the top. I don't know for me. Like no, I I got complete opposite. I got like a really, really? um melodic sad score, and I think that I think that's what helped me ball my eyes out at the end of this film is the score. I think I think the the part of the score that's sticking out to me is like when they're like running around playing that guessing game, like following the clues and shit. Okay, okay. I, and I, it's and it's very jovial and light, and I'm like, and that's what's sticking in my head. I can't think of the other ones as much, but I just remember the music being very, like it ebbing and flowing very nicely. 
Okay. If that makes sense. I, I get what you're like saying. Like, the, the high bits were high, and that, like, it it played around with the music more than most movies do. Yeah. Does yeah, that make sense? Okay. I, I get what you're saying. I, I'll be 100% real. I wasn't really focused on the score and that scene when they're, pl- when they're hiding, the finding the clues, because I was mm. too busy trying to figure out what was happening. Yeah, okay. But I'm main talking about the ending score. When you find the reveal and everything like that, it fucking hits and it hits it hit me hard. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Um let me just let me just let me just read my notes right now. Sure. So we spoke about the technicalities of this film, but I've noticed recently that no one gives a fuck about technical elements when it comes to film. Especially <laughs> uh, I mean everyone just cares about the story. <clears throat> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We'll get to you soon. Um, <laughs> let's get to the story. Um, Joe. As I said before, all that stuff about me seeing this as a, a, a younger version of me. Um, found it boring. You also, didn't, you didn't have kids back then. True, true. And I think, yes, that's what really helped it, me like this is a this is a super heavy kids movie it, yeah um r- let me just let me just say this right now right now from here on inwards we are going to be spoiling this film so if you have not seen the orphanage from 2007 uh maybe skip ahead about 20 minutes or so and uh because we're going to be spoiling it this is a movie that if you haven't seen and you're somewhat curious it's not a film that you want spoiled. It's it's kind of up there with like the no, sixth sense. I, I, I liked knowing nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't want to be that guy that spoils it. So just be warned. Just be warned. Yeah, if if you're listening past this point and it gets spoiled, don't be fucking mad at stop the fucking thing. <laughs> and go go watch the movie because it's a good movie if you can find it. Yep. All right, so let's just cut straight to the ending. Guys, that's what I want to talk about. Um, when the sure. ending hit... I was a sobbing mess of a man who just wanted to wake... <laughs> I just wanted to wake my kids up and hold them. Well, because you immediately think of doing it to your kids, right? Yes. Because when, yeah. like, the reveal of what happens, it's like... It, it's so... It, it can happen. Yeah, the kid got into a fucking space they shouldn't have been in. Yep. And then she was looking for him, accidentally locked him in there. Yeah. And then he died. And the whole... And she heard him banging on the fucking thing. That's what, like, all this reveal was just like, oh my fucking God, this is breaking my fucking heart. So fuck, dark. Fuck I was this like, film. What a fucking good movie. No, because, oh my God. You, I, I always do this to myself. I always think about what this kid is going through. What this kid yeah. is thinking. He's probably thinking in his head, my mum's mad at me and she's punishing me by locking me in this room. That's what fucks oh, me fuck. up. I wasn't even going that hard. Yeah. No, I was in the mum's thing. Well, you can look at it both ways. And, and this movie actually does that a few times. You can look at it from the kid's perspective. You can look at it from the mother's perspective. And... Yeah. This honestly, and this, this, there was just lots of dark shit, like the the orphans getting poisoned and shit. Yeah, and like all that shit. Do okay. I have a question, and like, like I said, I wasn't as jacked in um, today. But what what was the old the old nun lady's deal? The one that got hit and by, hit by the ambulance. Yeah. So she she worked. Was she, was she the old nun? Like, was she the one that poisoned him? Yes. Yes, oh, so okay. she was she worked at the orphanage and she had a son called Thomas, who was the 
deformed kid, I guess you can call him. He more looked like yeah. a burn victim to me, but whatever. Um, yeah, that was her son. And the kids played a kind of like a trick on him and said like, mm. and took him down to that beach area, the cave area, and they yeah. took his mask and ran away with it. And this poor fucking kid was so frightened to walk out because he was scared about how everyone would be staring everyone at him, see him that he stayed there until the waves came in and basically and drowned him. him. Yeah. So they're the reason oh, that he died. And that's why she poisoned the kid. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I fucking missed that. <laughs> that was like the main plot of the story. <laughs> I got that she poisoned the kids, but I didn't get that it was her that did it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get that she was... I got that one of the workers did it, but I wasn't sure. I didn't know it was that because of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, man, this movie is so dark. I I will just say that, I mean, yes, this movie, it got me uh, in the best way a film can do, and that's through my heart. But Mm -hmm. if... I I read a lot of other reviews on this movie, and a lot of other people are saying that this is one of the most creepiest films ever. I didn't get that really at all. The creepy? I didn't find it scary or creepy at all to be a hundred I'm not saying oh I'm this big tough guy I didn't get scared no I I begged for this movie to creep me out it didn't creep me out or scare me at all in fact I would go so far to say that I didn't really see the horror in this I mean yes it definitely has horror elements but I would call it more of a dark fantasy drama I mean yeah we can do the whole is it horror is it not who cares because there was nothing supernatural about it I mean, there was in the end, I guess. I know that. No, there was. There was because the the ghost kids are there. There are ghosts in this. Okay. So there is supernatural elements to it, but I I wasn't sure if that was just her imagining them. No, no, no. no, I think they were. I I believe they were really there. I see. Look, I, I compare it to a Conjuring or an Mm. an American ghost film. You know. Where it's all jump scares. I think what this film did was they took the whole elements of a ghost story or, or maybe even a haunted house story and they turned it into a story that's not entirely there to fuck you up scare-wise. It's there to tell a story and, 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 and affect you in different ways while still being creepy. Unfortunately for me, it just didn't hit me in the creepy feels. Yeah, okay. And I'm not saying that's that's a detriment to this film at all. It's still a a phenomenal movie. I still really, really liked it. But I I just see it more as a dark fantasy film. Um, Mm. I I, I will still put this in my horror list. 100%. Yeah, me too. Like, it's definitely a fucking horror movie. And, and like, that's just my opinion. You you can... People out there say this is one of the scariest movies of all. And if you say that, then... Bravo, good on you. I just don't really see it. People say that the movie Before I Wake is a um, is not a horror film, and I see that as more a horror film than than this. Mm. And um, maybe we will do that sometime, um, <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. Um, rewatching this for me, I don't mm. know if I can rewatch this movie because I, I put it once again in the same camp as like the others. Or the sixth sense, where once you know the twist, is there really? I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen the others. Oh, okay. Fuck! I thought you were going to say you haven't seen the sixth sense. 
Sixth Sense I've seen. Okay. I'm not Joel. The Others is the others is a movie that came out around the same time as Sixth Sense and was kind of mm. overshadowed by the Sixth okay. Sense. Um, Nicole Kidman, still like a really, really good story. But yeah. What more do you want to say about this film? Um, there's honestly not a whole lot more to say. To be real, it's just a really fucking solid movie. It, yeah, it is. It is. I, I think that right at the start of this film, right at the start, we get like the credits, like the opening credits of um, the wallpaper peeling. And yeah, stuff. yeah, the wallpaper peeling. And if you look closely, that's actually a big clue as to the reveal of this movie. And I, it's like how she peels off the door and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't think yeah. of that until the end. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I love it when films do that, when they can show you basically the reveal without telling you. Yeah, it's like the Edgar Wright special. But, like, I, I know he didn't invent it, but, like, I, I think he does it beautifully. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. And another element that I do like about this movie is, is like, so basically this family, this whole family as a whole, they're, they're in this orphanage. And they're trying mm-hmm. to get it up and running to do the right thing, you know, look after yeah. kids and all that stuff. And you've got the mum who's named Laura, and she <clears throat> she was at this orphanage as a kid, and she just wants to do the right thing and bring kids that need homes. And yeah, and she wants she wants to she wants to give someone a family, like give children a family that don't have a family. Exactly, exactly. But if you think about it, so does the the son Simone. But yeah. in a totally different way. He's he's now befriended all these ghost kids who are still out there wandering and still without a home and still without a family, and he wants to do the exact same for them. Well, that's that's what he does in the end, right? Like yeah, she well, eventually gets gets her wish. Yeah, yeah. But but ghost form. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He eventually, yes, he does what he set out to do. But when you think about it, like they both wanted the same thing. Just in two different worlds, you can you can put mm. it, and I think that's really really cool the way they thought of that storyline and did all that. This movie that's that that doppelganger shit, right? Um, I don't know where you're getting doppelgangers from. Fucking um, <laughs> when do they go to uh talk to the medium dude? Yeah. And he's doing the lecture and about like dimensions and parallel gates and shit like that. Oh, okay. I see where you're coming from now. And like reflective thing, not exactly doppelgangers, but I just remember the doppelganger card, but like it's, um, like a reflection of the world that they wanted, but in a different sort of dimension. I get you. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. Perfect, perfect example of what I was trying to bring to the table. Awesome. Um, Yeah. The end of this film, let's just get back to the ending because that's the big crunch. You know, that's the part that, like, yeah. When she... Oh, fuck me, man. It fucks me up, this movie. When When she takes the sleeping pills and ultimately kills herself because that's all she wants in life is to be with Simone. Um Yep. How did you feel about that? That ending? Yeah. Like her killing herself? Yeah. Um, I think it's understandable, given the situation. Like, I'm not fucking 
advocating for it and saying it like it's ever a good decision. No. But I think to get the dark kind of bittersweet ending we got, um, but it needs to happen, right? Okay, okay. So you're talking about it from the story perspective. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of asking if this was a real story. If this was a real story, How? she like killed her kid. No, like okay, she didn't mean to kill her kid, but if she took her own life to be with her kid, that and and that leaving her husband, do you see that as selfish or? I mean, I guess in a way, suicide's always selfish, but like, hmm, it's because so, I don't know. It's a huge question, and, and the reason I'm asking is because, and I'm gonna be a hundred. Like, I'm gonna be fucking. <laughs> realistic yeah, here yeah. like I have three kids if all three kids happen to die and like they're my world right yeah if I I would be fucking broken and like mm. my wife would still be here and that's cool and all but my life would be absolutely broken I would not want to be on earth anymore I'd be like fuck this world I would be like no one would want to be around me because I'd just be the biggest cunt yeah I, I guess I mean, and you're a pretty big cunt already, so I, I can't imagine. Thank you. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly, I just, I don't have, I've never had that yeah. father-child bond. I get, I get you. I, I'm only asking, so, I'm only asking that because I just, I don't know what I would do, you know? I, I think it's understandable and I get the sentiment. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that for sure. Yeah. Like, how fucking hard must that be? I, um... <laughs> becoming a parent, but- honestly, like, like... Like, okay, like, there's so many different things in life that are scary. You know, some people are scared of heights, some people are scared of sharks, all this stuff. And I, and I think I yeah. can speak for most parents here when I say becoming a parent is easily the scariest thing in the world. Because... I And I still, to this day, like, it even happened the other night. I have nightmares of my kids dying of various different ways. And, and I don't know how I'd cope. I really don't like I, I have, and, and watching horror movies in, in a way kind of fucks me up. There was a movie that came out last year on Netflix called, uh, come home in the dark. I think it's called gross. And, and what something happens in this movie where this, these people, I'm Minor spoilers for this movie, where these people are confronted by two guys with shotguns, and this yep. family's out having a picnic. It's it's a mother and father, and they're two adolescent kids, and and what happens to these kids is is these guys just shoot them, point blank. Oh, they get reverse Batman. Point blank. Uh, yeah, fucking Batman. <laughs> um, and that movie came into my dreams the other night of someone breaking into my house, pointing like a gun at all of us. And then just, we're and in then Australia, just, so you can relax. I, I know, be a knife or something. I know. Shut up. But yeah, pointing a gun, like holding my my son hostage, and then just shooting him, and it Shit. it fucked me up. It really did. It really did. And this movie kind of brought those fears to my realization when I was awake. If that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, this movie just it worked for me. <laughs> Getting to the point in a very roundabout way, this sure. movie just worked for me. I was going to say, I only have American Nightmares, and I just see 
Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Shut up. He's gone now. There is no more Cody Rhodes. <laughs> My nightmares have ceased. <laughs> he comes out of the heel fucking tube. Oh. God. God. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, and this always happens with the kids' movies. For the most part, sometimes we switch. But, mm. yeah, they always seem to hit you harder because you're a papa. Um papa. Yeah. Um papa Tim. I am papa Tim. Um, all right. So, just rounding it off here. We've got some trivia Ciao. here. Um, just a few interesting little things. So, over 400 children auditioned for the role of Simone. Died making this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking... You're fucked. <laughs> Um, What else we got? Um, To spice things up, director J.A. Bayona would improvise things while shooting scenes to surprise the actors, like running on the background and hiding to suddenly startle them. (laughs) Spice things up or to be a prick? (laughs) Um, Did you know that this is the top grossing film in Spain in 2007? Outperforming, holy shit, outperforming Shrek the Third and Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. I believe it's just Shrek 3, but yeah. No, it's called Shrek the Third. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Talk. Well, shows you what I know about my Shrek lore. Fucking talk to me about Shrek. I'll fucking bury you in a Shrek trivia contest. Yeah. <laughs> you, know many t- you, would. you know how many times I've seen those goddamn movies? Once each? No. No. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> to prepare for the role, J.A. Barron, I had... The lady who played Laura watched Close Encounters yeah. of the Third Kind and The Innocence. That's okay. interesting. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. Weird. Um, is there anything else that is worth mentioning? Don't know. There's a lot of stuff and I didn't have time to really read it through, so I'll cut it at that. So, Luffy... Yes. Let's wrap it up because I am dying to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going <laughs> to like, You're like trying to give this movie as much as you can. I, so yeah, you can. I really am. I really am. But yeah. Leatherface is coming out. So- it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should have fucking watched it when we told you to. <laughs> um, but look, I'm, I really liked it. I'm annoyed it didn't make me cry because it should have. And I think it was just what weird mood I was in today. Because um, I can see that it's a fucking fantastic movie. And that fucking ending is so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking. Absolutely devastating. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. Very nice score. Yeah. I like that it's, score. It's a great movie. I am. Um... I, yeah. I can't believe I didn't even know it existed. So I'm... I'm well, there you go. Glad I watched El Orfanto. <laughs> or Elf of Fanato? Look at no, look at no, look at you go. Um, I'm just gonna say ditto because I agree with everything you say. I also give it a uh, hot eight out of ten, baby. Nice. So yeah. So that wraps up our review for the orphanage. How do how do you say it in Spain? Uh, El Orfanato, I think. Uh, you're close enough. All right. Well, Luffy... Why, why, how do you say it in Spanish? I don't know. I don't know Spanish. Oh, okay. <laughs> Luffy, 
Let's jump over to our second review of the night. You ready to go raw with me? So ready. Yeah, baby. Well, little Luffy, it's time to go in raw. is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey guys, you should see this. What are you doing in our house? You really shouldn't be here. Oh man, what a fucking great week it's been. I, I, I'm pretty sure that everyone knows my thoughts on this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have not been silent about it. Um, but yes, this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out and uh, Loud mouth bitch. Everyone, everyone has put their two cents. Every fuck, every second post on Facebook is, oh, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre today and blah, 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 blah. Good reviews, bad reviews. Actually, you know what? Mostly bad reviews. And this movie here has brought out so many fucking dumb people. I'm just going to go out and say it right now. I will just, before just cutting in, I'm just going to say right now that I fucking loved this film. If you is disagree, you is dumb. No, no, no. Okay. <clears throat> if, you, if you honestly don't like this film, that's fine. But some of the comments that I've been reading are Fucking Dude, it it oh. has one of the thickest spreads I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah. Can, like, can I? Like normally, it's like I don't know. Letterboxd has a little rating system under each movie. I don't know if you've fucking seen it, but like it's like you know one to five stars, or oh, well, like out of ten, and it'll be like a little fucking bar graph, and usually it's like it's skewed very like most people think it's a this, and there's like a couple each side of it, yep. and it kind of gives you an idea. But like this one, it's like fucking. There's a lot everywhere. Like it's pretty evenly spaced. Wow. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I like from. Yeah. I'm. Like, I'm pretty sure that it was like one of the most watched things on Netflix, which is fucking great news. I'm stoked to hear that. But it's got a lot of reviews. But <laughs> the Facebook and, and a lot of these a lot of these reviews, quote unquote, are coming from horror groups on 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 Facebook. And, and some of these horror groups and I'm sorry I'm sorry if you're one of those people that's on these so called horror groups. Realistically and, and I'm 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 being a bit biased here. We we run one of those. So no, 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 no. They're, 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 they're the dumb horror groups. The, the, the good horror groups, and I'm being a little bit biased here, but the real good horror groups are usually the podcast horror groups. And I'm only saying that because those people are actually intelligent. And they... and they, Go and shade. No, no, like not ours, like in particular, like other good ones, like other, like say, for example, the horror cast, the horror, the horror cast. Their Facebook group, like you get people talking about the orphanage, where like 
there's a group on Facebook called Horror Movies. And it's just people posting, like, questions like, oh, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street last night. Has anyone else seen it? It's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, wow. I remember my first horror movie. Let me just read. Even my questions are better than that. (laughs) But, like, let me just read some of the, some of the, I I got a collection of some of the shit that people are saying about this movie. (laughs) And they're just, they're just dumb things that made me laugh. Bro, I can use you to season my steak right now you're so salty I'm, I'm not salty like I if you honestly didn't like this film good on you and I had good discussions with people who didn't like this film if they had a reason they didn't like it hey good on you but some of these people had the dumbest fucking things to say about this film let me just read it and then we'll get to your opinion okay I'm sorry I'm taking not so enough, long but I've been waiting not enough rabbits personally uh, <laughs> respect more rabbits didn't see one rabbit two stars what are you <laughs> Here we go, here we go. Dumb. I wanted more rabbits. I wanted more rabbits in this movie. I didn't get any rabbits. Sorry. That That's honestly, like, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if someone said that. <laughs> so here we go. Dumb things people have said about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film on Facebook. <clears throat> One, why did they remake this film? Two, this, this is a remake from the 2003 film. Three, they brought back the camera set. <laughs> that's a review? No, like this is like some things. It's a comment. Yeah, this is like yeah comments and like some people things that people things have said. Some things okay. people have said. Fuck me. <laughs> it's okay, Tim. Settle down. All right. Number three, they brought back the camera sound from the two thousand and three movie. Number four, the camera sound. Yes, you know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Who cares? Uh, number four. It wasn't even that good, yet the original is pretty meh. Oh, okay. Number five. (laughs) There was no real story. It just went straight to killing. One out of ten. Trash. Uh, There was enough story. Number six. What is the name of the the movie? This was a comment posted underneath the the poster of the film. Does the poster have the name of of the movie on it? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> number seven whatever number we're up to what does TCM mean Luffy what does TCM mean um oh okay um improv um <laughs> the, uh a tiny a cunt man right <laughs> uh theories uh cats me you're just gonna keep going aren't you okay I'll continue uh, Theodore all right, all right. Cramp Machine. I had this is another one. I have 15 minutes left, and this is the most boring film I've ever seen. Next one was It's a Zero Out of a Hundred. <laughs> Next. Wow, that guy's rating system is. is <laughs> what a wide berth right? he casts. Yep. Wow. Next one is. He gets real specific into it. Next one is I've been trying to watch the new Texas Chainsaw. It's so slow. Oh my god, it's been four days. Does it ever get good? So slow. So what is it? Is it too much story? Or, or like... Well, okay, okay, I've got reasons why people hate it, and I've got um, arguments as to what people's reasons is for hate it. So before we do that, let's just jump over to you. So you saw this movie too. I'm, I'm dying to know what you thought of this film. And I fucking, I hope you hated it. I, I legitimately went in wanting to hate this movie. Ah, you loved it. <laughs> I went in low and I was like, oh, I already don't like these people. 
Ooh, I hate them, but they were fine. Um, I'm like, oh, they're going to make a fucking thing out of this dude with the fucking guns and shit. But he was also fine. Um, they were a little bit annoying, maybe. Uh, but they were fine. And they served their purpose. They all died <laughs> for the most part. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> um, but what do you want from this movie? Like, I went in watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then there was an actual Chainsaw Massacre in Texas, which you don't even get in the original. And it was gory and violent, and then there was a man who wore a skin mask, a la the leathered face man. I don't know what people wanted from this movie. It barely had social commentary. It was just a movie that was fun and people died in cool ways. And it looked like they spent all their time and effort on the kills and not on much of anything else. Because none of that really fucking matters for this movie anyway. So I don't know why people hate this so much. Okay. I don't understand it. So, so what's your thoughts on it? I think it's good. I think it does what a Texas chainsaw should. He fucking has a chainsaw. He kills a bunch of cunts in a bunch of weird ways. I, I'm still struggling to see what you to know what you think about it. Did you like it? Did you find it meh? Did you find it okay? It was good. <laughs> so you it wasn't. So a, you liked it? Wasn't a, It wasn't a fucking mind blowing movie. Like, it wasn't like, oh, man, this is some high art shit. It wasn't like I cried my eyes out. It's not like my opinions were challenged and changed. I was just like, man, this cunt's fucking smashing these cunts with shit. <laughs> it was great. It was bloody. It was gory. And I didn't really want anything else. Like, it was just kind of like, not really nonstop action, but, man... He fucking... He got a kill count in this movie, eh? Uh-huh. Right? Um, yeah. Like, even, like, fr- from the from the get-go, the first kill was super interesting. Like, fucking stabbing someone to death with their own hand bone. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> it's fucking rad. Um, yeah, and it's just like, look, fucking I don't get what the... Why the chick was hanging around for 50 years <laughs> waiting for this card. And then <laughs> she was an idiot, but I don't know she died too. So who cares? <laughs> fucking <laughs> budget, fucking Laurie from Halloween. Okay, but look, yeah, there wasn't much story. But like, was there in the first one? I, I mean, I'm honestly going to say right now that there's as much story in this one as there are in the original. And people were probably yelling at me right now, going, there was no story at all. I'll tell you the fucking story. Give me, just give me a second. In the original, okay. all it was was these fucking kids going across country um, yep. to visit their their family. Basically, their family's yeah. graves. The whole thing was there was graves that were being robbed, and they were just making sure that the graves of their family were good. And they, they, yep. they stopped off. They picked up a hitchhiker. And not making some, like, shitty... Uh TV show with Carmella. 
What are you, what are you talking about? Or is his name something different? Who, who are you talking about? The commentator from WWE. Corey Graves? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck. Fuck, you go deep with your fucking things. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I look like an idiot. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Different podcast. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. So basically, it, realistically, the first story, the first original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is about this family surviving and the family being the Sawyer family. And then they're surviving on human flesh. And they just stumble. Yeah, they, it's, it's like cannibal serial killers. Yeah, and this family, uh, sorry, this family, this this group of kids stumble across this family, and then carnage ensues. That's the story. Yep. That's the story. That's cool. I, I, let me let me just say something before I get to like reasonings of the story and, and everything like that. I will uh, let me let me explain why I love this movie to you in your terms and and in terms that you will understand. Le- yes, Leatherface and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Technically is, is, is one of the franchises or one of the stories similar to Spider-Man for you. Okay. Okay? So you love basically anything that's, anything Spider-Man that comes out, you're going to love. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So Leatherface, it, I've said this numerous times, out of all the horror icons, Leatherface is my favorite. Over Freddy, Jason, Michael, Pinhead, all those stuff. Leatherface is my favorite. Behind you. What? He's behind he you. He is. I hate when you tell me shit's behind me. It freaks me out for a second. <laughs> he is. He's right there. I know. I, he is right there. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I fucking love Leatherface. He's my favorite killer. Um, reasons being, I mean, go listen to Beyond the Boogeyman episode of Leatherface and I'll explain why. I got become a Patreon member today. I I got everything I wanted in this movie. I got even more. I got more of what I wanted in this movie. And I think the filmmakers did a really good and smart job with writing. And do you, I might as well just dive into what I mean. And I yeah. and I have here from what Facebook has told me reasons why people hate this movie, okay? And I've got arguments as to every one of the people's problems. So here we go. Shit. One of the arguments was the characters are all unlikable. They're fine. They are unlikable. They're all a bunch of cunts. Straight straight out of the bat, we see this girl with curly hair judge this Texan for carrying a gun. We then cut to a scene where they're in this town and there's a... um, uh, rebel flag hanging and then yep. one of the, uh, the the Texan guy pulls the flag down and gives it to the guy and says there's your flag that you were trying to get the dude then chucks it on the ground and says we'll get someone else to clean it up it's like no, no what the like, fuck no no man you read that wrong like so what happened was he was mad that the fucking old la- like that they fucking had all this hubbub with the lady yeah okay that they saw the flag before they met the lady. Yeah, but like he, the the Texan dude, did, couldn't give two fucks about the flag. He was mad that they fucking got the old lady fucking hospitalized for this stupid flag. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking to the point that he gave them the flag, and then the dude yeah. threw the flag on the ground and said, "We'll get someone else to clean it up." He didn't throw it. He just didn't take it. He dropped it. 
No, no, he said we'll get someone to clean up the vomit and shit from the inside. Uh, really, I saw it as he dropped the flag and said we'll get someone to clean it up. What, what, what? Oh, I saw it. I saw it as like we'll get someone to clean up the inside because they're having the investors come in. Okay, well, regardless, like, why would you? Th- okay. why would you throw the flag on the ground? Like, if you don't want it there, go and put it in the bin. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I mean, like that flag's a whole fucking issue in itself. But like, yeah, um, yeah. Look, uh, we're, we're Australian here. I'm not going to get into the rebel flag and all the fucking arguments here. That, that's nothing. Uh, nothing yeah. to do with us, exactly. <laughs> but the characters are all unlikable. This is an argument that was brought to us by many people. In my and this is all these arguments are my opinion, and I can't be wrong. It's happened before, but I can't be wrong. But in my in my opinion, they are meant to be. This film is twisting the usual elevated horror characters. And instead of these new age teens that know everything and are relatable and think they own the world, this film takes his characters and says, fuck you to them. Okay. Okay. Once again, my opinion, you can argue with me. Um, another argument is why is Leatherface in this town? In this part of Texas? You know, what? why... Why is he in this orphanage, and why is he here? That—that's an argument that a lot of people have brought forth. Is that, or oh, where's Leatherface been this whole time? Realistically, yeah. if you think about it, it's not too hard to come up with an interpretation of it. And this is my interpretation. So after the original, yeah, Sally gets away in a pickup truck while Leatherface is there doing the Texas, uh, sorry, the chainsaw dance. Right? She would have gone to the cops. While she was doing that, Leatherface would have taken off and gone to a place because he knew that if the cops come, that's the end of him. So he would have taken yeah. off and gone to a place that he knows is safe, and that's the orphanage. While there is this... Where he grew up. Well, yeah, if you want to go with that. Yeah, so there's this lady that became somewhat of a mother to him. Obviously, they've been living together for 50-odd years, whatever you want to say, and she probably taught him some right from wrong, told him that killing people and eating people is wrong. I can provide for you. I am now your mother. There you go. Those are some no-nos. Do you need this whole big thing of Leatherface running away from the cops? Hey, what? It, sh- it, it might have been cool, but do we need it? So that's no. that's why he wasn't killing anymore for 50 years, because she was like... She was providing for him. He didn't don't, need to. Don't do that. You're all good. And then it's like her dying was like the straw that broke the camel's back, and he's like, no, nah, fuck this shit. I'm going to murder everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Go- going back... To- this is another thing that so many people have said. The kills are meaningless. Holy shit, the amount of people that said that. How are they meaningless? This is the dumbest thing people have said. This is a slasher film. You go... They're just straight revenge kills. Exactly. You go see a slasher film to see people be slashed up. Hence, it's called a slasher. Are they meaningless? No. This is a story of Leatherface snapping after out-of-towners came into his world, his town, his fucking house, and destroyed yeah, the only like, person that meant anything to him. This is a story all about like how his life got flipped, turned upside down, uh, and he'd like to take a minute. Uh... <laughs> very good, very good. Um, Sally was wasted. Another thing about the whole Sally, and a, a lot of people calling her discount Laurie Strode. A lot of people, a lot of beautiful people. How come everyone beautiful says Laurie Strode? Because she's like the other old chick from other movies. Yeah. There's a lot of other movies that also do that. Okay, here, here we go. Sally was wasted. And a lot of people... <laughs> so I'm just saying like the GTA. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of people say that this, she's a copy of Laurie Strode. And while, yes, I see what they mean, 
I think the makers, and this is my opinion again, I think the makers yeah. twisted up this new trope of films up a bit. We have, for example, Sydney and others returning for Scream for reasons. You can go listen to our Scream review. We have Andy <laughs> returning in the Chucky series. We even have Luke Skywalker returning in Star Wars. The whole final character, main character returning isn't new. And I think the writers of this thought it would be cool to bring back Sally, but not be this ultimate weapon that every other single movie does, and instead show that, hey, she is defeatable. Leatherface is is not going to take this shit and, and just kill her. So I like the whole point of her coming back. You think it was like a, a trope flip kind of shit? I think so. Like, look, I can be completely wrong. This is the way I interpret it, and I think that it's pretty cool. So, fuck you. Um, Sorry. The last thing that I I saw a lot of people say... I I didn't tell you how I felt about it, by the way. (laughs) I just said that it happened. It's fine. You have your opinions. You're wrong. I've I've barely given one. I've said it's good so far. I haven't said anything bad about the movie, really. All right, we'll get... Let me just say this last part. This is another one that people... I I think people at this point were just picking for things to dislike. And another thing that they said is that chainsaw would not work. Oh, after it was in the water and shit? After the wall, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? No, like, in the water. Yeah, I get. I mean, no, like, no, no. Okay, anything. most people were mentioning that, like, because it's in the wall and because it's been fifty years. Oh, that chainsaw wouldn't work. Oh, is it the same chainsaw? Yes, it is the same chainsaw. Nah, surely would it? Okay, did, did people not notice? Got a nice new Husqvarna or something. <laughs> did people not notice the part when Leatherface is servicing the chainsaw? Like, okay, you don't see him servicing it, but you can hear him do it, and maybe, maybe. I was more cluey to it because that's actually what I do in my line of work. I take chainsaws apart and put them back together. So I know the noise is similar, but you can hear him. Yeah, I guess if he was, if he was getting off a shot, I would have known, but, (laughs) but you can hear him like screwing things and, and fucking around with chains. And you can even hear him pouring gasoline into this chainsaw. You can hear all that. And and if you want, yeah, if you want, if you, if you want to go back and, 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 see if I'm telling the truth, it's after Leatherface smashes that Texan's head in and she's hiding under the bed. Go back to that scene yeah, if, and you... If and we were Horror 101, there'd be a clip right here. <laughs> Shut up. But we're not, so there isn't. So, in my opinion, I think that people just follow other people. And yes, there are people out there that don't like this movie for valid reasons, and that's perfectly fine, but I see a lot of people making stupid reasons as to why they don't like this film, and I think there are a lot of people that just want to jump on the hate bandwagon for no real reason. This movie was everything I wanted and more. I loved it. (coughs) I hated it. Now, here's why. Um, Because... It makes Tim sad. One out of ten. <laughs> Zero out of a million stars. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, no, okay. Well, look, I'll try and go bit by bit. And, um, I thought I thought the characters. I don't. I I don't think you were meant to like any of them, but bar for the bullet hole girl. Yeah. Still, I so by the final girl, I, 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 I think she was, she was the most nuanced character, with who was like actually, I felt 
was sort of a bridge between the two. She's grown up in this hella lefty city, capitalistic, Tesla driving fucking people yep. who it, it, those kind of people are easy to rub people up the wrong way. It's an easy target for heat, right? Yes. Um, she isn't. She's she's more of a victim. She was happy to try and hold the gun and have a chat with this Texan dude who was also not a complete caricature of a Texan. He seemed to have a little bit of nuance to him as well. He seemed like a decent bloke. That's be- that he's like a working class bloke that's been working. Yeah, his yeah, whole yeah. Life. that's 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 be- that being being judged by these people. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's a, a politically this way movie or a politically that way movie. It seems pretty in the middle. Yeah, if you look at yeah. it. Um, I think the shootingy part with the trauma is just about her character overcoming. Um, when she froze in the first one to give her a little bit of an arc. Cute. Do you know what I mean? Good for her. Yeah. Because she's our final girl. That's why no one else really got that. And that's okay. That's cool. Um, as far as the story and not Laurie and stuff went, um, that's cool too. I actually liked that she was shit and dumb and she came back and she wasn't God mode. I'm I'm with you. Yep. Thank you. Like, because it's just like she came in and she's an idiot and she's like, say my name. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think he talks, bitch. <laughs> she didn't well, shoot him and she's like, get the shotgun there. She's right there. She's like, not doing anything. I mean, I mean, to argue that point, if you're, if you're like, these Texas Chainsaw films don't exist in this world. You know, the only time she's really known of Leatherface. They exist is, in her heart. Yeah, is when she was. <laughs> when she was being captured by him in, in the dinner scene. And, and back in that movie, Leatherface did make noises with his mouth. He was more speaking gibberish, but he did kind yeah, of speak. but he wasn't talking. Like he was, he was, it was um, more like, like, like shit like that. <laughs> but he was communicating in a way. Yeah, but he wasn't talking. Like, he no. wasn't about to hold a conversation with her. No, but what's her... Like, maybe she has fucking no idea. She really doesn't know Look, this guy. Yeah, she, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, she's an idiot. Like, she has this, like... She's built up this grandiose fucking... Showdown. ...thing in her head. Yep. And this moment that was just completely miscalculated and ended up killing her. Yep. Yeah. Whereas, like, Laurie built up this grandiose moment, this giant plan, and she Macaulay Culkin the shit, she home alone the fuck out of Halloween, except for, you know, think about the fire grade and all that shit. But... Like, she did. She just was like, I'm gonna come in with a shotgun and I'm gonna make him say my fucking name and I'm gonna blow his head off. And then he's like grabbing the chainsaw and she's still like, Come on, do the thing I wanted. Yeah, I love that. I don't really um, get why Leatherface. I- I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. There must be a reason. But I don't really get why Leatherface just walks past her and lets her go. Maybe he didn't see her as a threat. But I don't yeah, maybe. know. I'm not sure, but like, I just, I liked that she wasn't just God mode. Yeah. She did shoot him eventually later after he attacked her and stuff, but whatever. Yeah. She wasn't, she didn't really come in and save the day. She kind of made everything worse because she had an opportunity to not save the day. I mean, she had an opportunity to save the day and she didn't because she wanted her moment. Yeah. And didn't get it. And I thought that was funny. Um, the bus. <laughs> yeah. 
the boss was just spectacular. Man, that was so much fun. Because I was like, man, is he ever going to get his fucking chainsaw? Oh, he gets it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he gets it. Oh, yeah. Like, he has his little Triple H moment with the hammer and shit. And then he gets a fucking chainsaw and he fucking goes ape shit. It's sick. Um, and the goal was fantastic in this movie. It was really good. Um, yeah, like, it wasn't a complicated ass story. It's, it's no fucking, like, hereditary or some shit. No. But I wasn't expecting it to be. I was, like, really sad that I didn't eat some popcorn when I finished this movie. I was like, this was a perfect popcorn and soda pop movie. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be in my top ten. Um, but I'm not mad at it. That's good. Like, it's not, it's not over the top silly. Like, I like my gore to be. It's not wackadoo funny. It's not deep. Um, but I'm just not mad at it. Like, it's just a, just a solid movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, um, yeah, I'm not sure what more I've got to say about it. I can give it a rating if you want my rating now. Yeah, please do. You want? Okay, I'm giving it a Zim Plus, man. It's it's a seven like, out of ten. Yeah, very like, nice. It's I don't think it's blown any minds. Um, but I think if you're if you're a fan of the original, like as it was, and you're not putting it on on some sort of like elevated horror level, because hmm. I never thought it was. I enjoyed the original. Um, obviously, I haven't seen it like fucking forty billion times, like you can't have. But like. It was also a solid, just kind of massacre movie. Like, they put the characters in the fucking weird situation, and then they got murdered. And that's what this movie did. Mm-hmm. Except it added a whole busload of people as well. <laughs> yeah. And then they had that weird, like, Instagrammy bullshit thing. But whatever, who cares? That was funny. That's what I saw it as. I thought it was funny. People, A lot of people I'm seeing going... I just saw it as a joke. I didn't see it as some sort of, like, meta commentary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing. A lot of people are like, oh, it's so cringeworthy. It's like, well, people like this actually exist. Yeah, where it's like, oh, this is so fake and shit. Yeah. Some of the comments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, well, well. Um, all right. For me, my closing thoughts of this film. Look, I am a massive Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. The original is in my top um, five of all time favorite films. Leatherface, as I said before, Dang. is my favorite horror killer. This movie just exceeded... Spoilers for our top 200 list. (laughs) Um, For the 200 episode. God, what a 10-hour podcast. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so... I wouldn't put it past us. (laughs) So, after after the last few installments of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like we had Texas Chainsaw 3D, and then in 2017 we had Leatherface, those two films are fucking garbage. So this this compared to those films is a fucking masterpiece. Straight up. I'm so saying it straight what, up. I, the last one that I've seen was the one at the movies. Oh, the, with, that, um... That narrows it down. Mm, no, I mean, I mean, just, sorry. Just no, maybe... Um, Alexandra Daddario. No, uh, all I remember is Ernie, whatever, wasn't it? Who's Ernie? Um, not Ernie, fucking, what's his goddamn name? From Full Metal Jacket. Um, oh, Ali Ernie. I was right? I was sort of right? Yeah, that's, that's the one with Jessica Bill. That or... Is that the Jessica Bill one? Well, there's two. There's that in the beginning. Um... I think it was just called Texas Chainsaw. Okay, that's the one with Jessica Biel in it. 
from 2003. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that being decent. That's okay. If we're gonna, let me just say right now, if we're if we're gonna rank the chainsaw films, uh, I and I've and I've sat down and I've had a little bit of a think about it. The original 1974 and the 2003 remake are both on par as number one for me. Okay. Then so that was a good, yeah, it was around 2000. Yeah, same year as Freddy vs. Jason. Um. Yeah, that's the cover with the with the gold. Yes. Yes. Um. Then, it, it's, it's honestly like, I'm being 100% truthful, this new one is up there. Maybe two or three. I'd have to really sit down and think about it for a second, but it is up there for me, personally. I fucking, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I watched it twice already. I'm going to go watch it a third time. I, I fucking loved it, man. This is a movie. Guaranteed, this will be in my top 10. I... I Nice. I don't know if it will be number one. Right now it is my number one, obviously. Um, who knows what the rest of the year brings, but I see this movie being hard to be kicked out of my number one spot. Damn. Um, That's fair. I mean, I mean, you fucking love it. It's like, like you said, it's like your Spider-Man. Exactly. Where the face is my boy. I, yeah. <gasps> you know what would be cool? Unless they bring a fucking Jaws remake that works. <laughs> if they had all the different leather faces from different universe oh, come in. fuck off. And then they had got all the victims together and they had to kill them all together. And then they had like, kind of like sweet little moments with them where they're like, sometimes I'm really glad that you're not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> and then they touch tips and sing. Um, like that's their little like high five and shit. Or they- <laughs> I get it. Very good. Yeah. You're funny. Um, yeah, but. Look, man, I've said all I can say about this film. I mean, They're I like could go switch on. Switch masks. All right, we get it. <laughs> I've, I've, I, I'm sure I can go on and on and on about this movie. Quite honestly, I want to, but I'll cut it short here. This one, and I've, I was honestly tossing up what to give this film. And I think a third rewatch might really solidify my score in this. But as of right now, Holy shit. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Nine out of ten. It was all, I think that's fair. It was all, I think that's fair. F- fair for Tim. It was almost a nine point five. Um, mm-hmm. a third rewatch will really give it. But right now, nine out of ten for me. It's in my top ten. It will. I guarantee it will be in my top ten for the rest of the year. This will be one of my favorites of the year, straight up. It, it's in my top ten too, <laughs> for the moment. Well, I mean, I've only got nine. So. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this uh, week's <laughs> this week's episode of Horror for Dummies, episode 190. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We had fun this episode. We hope you did too. If you want more of this shit, we have a Patreon pan- page open, Patreon campaign. If you want to join us, <laughs> only uh, look different tiers, but five dollars a month gets you uh, basically everything. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, we have so much bonus content over there. We've got brackets. We've got top 10 episodes. We've got behind the boogeyman episodes. We've got Schwarzenegger for dummies where we review a Schwarzenegger movie a month. So much no. shit over there. Um, so go and check it out if you like. We also got shirts and merchandise over at redbubble.com. Go and check mm-hmm. it out. And uh, thank you for checking us out. Next week, I haven't really thought about next week, to be honest. Um, Leatherface has just been plaguing my mind, so I haven't really thought about too much. Um, but next week we have a 
Surprise. Yeah, let's just go with that. Let's do a surprise next week. Yeah. <laughs> so, Luffy, until we return, it's time to say goodbye. See you. <laughs> Very nice. Dip! Jason, you can sing? I didn't think you could talk, bitch. Slash street, slash all night. All night. Oh my god, we're gonna slash again. Like Nancy Glenn and all their friends. We're gonna bring the murder, I'll show ya how. Shut up, shut up. It's ringing. Hello? Hello, Sydney. Am I serial? Am I the only one? Will I slice you up? I got every knife I wish to come and cut you like a fish. Bitch!